0: Welcome to The Ledge. My name is Chris Harper and I'll be your host every week. Every Tuesday, I will interview an artist, developer, or creative mind from the Web3 space. I'll be getting up close and personal with my guests as we explore the emerging crypto art and NFT scene. It is my feeling along with many others that we are in a digital renaissance. The emergence of blockchain technology has revolutionized the way we look at ownership, provenance, and digital assets It is my goal as your host to help shed light on these complex subjects, and even more so the individuals behind it all who are carving out their place in history here on The Ledge of Web3. My name is Chris Harper, and this is another episode of The Ledge. This morning, I'm here with DK. DK is an emerging crypto artist from Arizona. DK, welcome to the show, man.
1: Awesome! Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm a, a fan of yours. I've, I've I've listened to a couple episodes, so it's uh, it's it's an honor to be uh, invited.
0: Oh man! Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to listen to the show. I really appreciate that. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, like uh, your name, your age, where you're from, where do you live? Sure. Um, so my name's DK.
1: I go by DK, um, and I'm 29. And I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and yeah, like you said, I'm a I'm a crypto artist who uses uh a camera as his tool for the trade.
0: <laughs> I think that's really cool, man. I um, you know, this is like my fourteenth show and I was kind of mm-hmm. like trying to figure the average. It seems like about 70% of the people that I've interviewed are all photographers, which is kind of funny because Photography was such a slow onboard to nfts like you know there were almost no photographers in the beginning and now it's like here they come
1: <laughs> yeah i I that was uh, quite a surprise like the the space it, the way that time works in this space is so in, um interesting like we're kind of in this it's it it feels like so long ago, but I remember when I first got into it, um, and I would explain it to people. Naturally people would say, oh, so like, you're gonna, you're gonna sell your stuff. And I was like, well, no, it's not, I can't do it. Like, it's not for photography. Like that's not a thing. And then, uh, six months later, which feels like 12 years later, um, you know, it's just, it's popping off and, uh, you know, there's many, many people to thank for that. Like, um, Dave Krugman, I know you've had him on your show. He's. Yeah quite quite literally the poster child in my opinion at least for photography and um in in web 3 and nfts and so i've i've tremendously benefited from from those who have kind of paved the way for photography as a medium in the space um and yeah it's just it's cool it's exciting to see it evolve
0: dave's a g man i i'm a big fan of dave he was a guest on this show yeah you're right man like the things that that he and a few others are doing is just kind of pushing the boundaries of what this whole thing is all about. And it's really kind of cool to watch. I just saw something uh, on Twitter this morning, like that Dave Krugman and a few others, Kath Samard and a couple of few other artists have been like curated by Christie's for a showing Mm. at at Art Basel that's coming up in Miami in a couple of weeks. Dude, like, how huge is that? That's so freaking awesome for those guys, like, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that just is so exciting about being in this space. Like, it's, to see those things uh, happen, or like, just even in the context of what I just said, where it's like, it went from, like, not even being a thing to now it's like, Oh yeah, no, he's, you know, uh, yeah, Christie's you, you've heard of it. I'm sure. Like it's (laughs) just a small auction house, whatever.
0: That's really, really awesome. Tell me about your like background, your family and stuff. Are you guys from, are you from Arizona? Did you grow up there?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I was born and raised in the desert over here. Um, and I moved to LA right out of high school. Um, and went to school there and pretty much just got my teeth kicked in and came crawling back to Arizona. Um, But (laughs) now and subsequently, now my whole family lives over in Southern California and I'm the only one here. Um, So it's just something where I'm sure many people can relate where you kind of don't know – you don't know – you know, you don't appreciate something until it's gone. And I realized I truly do love Arizona. And I love, uh, I guess, just the American Southwest. And so um, just find myself going all around. Um, And yeah, I've been able to I I finished school at um, Arizona State. And um, I've just been here ever since I started my business, right after I finished school. And, you know, just been what, taking pictures ever since.
0: <laughs> what do you do for work? And what's your profession?
1: So I run a small, um, small like multimedia, I guess, agency. So we do, it's predominantly photography and, and video um, okay. for small to medium-sized businesses. Um, and it ranges, there's it a huge, uh, huge ar- array of things that, I'm doing all at any given time. And it's always exciting. Um, but it could be anything from taking photos for, for Instagram, for a company to, um, one of the other things we do is we, we work with, um, uh, we work with like editorial firms to produce videos based on articles. So like we'll work with companies like GE, um, make a wish foundation, um, just, uh, it's just it, it, it's just any day. It's something different, um, and it's exciting. But um, that's what kind of keeps it's the lights on.
0: Creative based career, I guess. So you're always creating something. Sounds like.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably rooted in my um, my indecision to like really go down the, the the path of like just photography or just video. Like I I couldn't. If you had me at gunpoint, I probably wouldn't be able to decide what I would want to do. <laughs> I get
0: that. (laughs) that. What's your education? What was your, like your, tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, I have a undergrad as far as I, I I got and, um, I majored in, in film production. Um, and that kind of just ever since, I don't know, early, early elementary school, I think I, I knew that that's kind of film was where I wanted to go. Um, And I, I feel like other artists can relate, but I'm just the the worst student of all time, at at least in the traditional sense. And um, I, you know, my GPA was so mediocre. My testing scores were so mediocre. I, I wanted to go to USC or UCLA for film school. Couldn't even come close, but like, so I moved out to LA anyways and went to Santa Monica college for a couple of years. And like I said, just got used and abused by the, the monster that is Los Angeles. And, um,
0: Tell me about that, man. What's you, said you got <laughs> the in. I love that reference. And that's a reference I've used many times in my own.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. A couple of times you learn a lesson. That's how you learn stuff.
1: It's, um, uh certainly like a experience i'm grateful for i guess but uh it's you know growing up in arizona there's or just i guess any other city that's a little bit slower pace you know you you learn to um that's just kind of the pace that you operate on on a day-to-day basis and like um arizona although it's growing it's still very much like people are friendly and you have like uh there's just you're able to have really good friendships and know really good people. And then you go to LA and everyone is on a mission and being, being someone trying to be in the film industry, a lot of people have the exact same mission that I had. And so no one's trying to truly be your friend (laughs) at all. And you're, everyone's trying to use and abuse each other to, you know, take that step up and like elevate themselves. And that's just something that I'm not, um, just by nature i just hate that i really hate that and so i um i i was going to school and working at just shitty retail jobs and and knowing that like i i just remember like the feeling of waking up every morning and like i could just like I just knew that money was leaving my bank account every second just to be there. And I was like, I hate this so much. Why am I spending so much money to try to make this happen? Um, When I couldn't even like, I didn't even like do anything worthwhile in Arizona. And I think I can just jump into Los Angeles and make it happen. So that was kind of the motivation to come back was to, you know, um, let me build something in Arizona first, and let's 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 make a make a name for myself there, and then go wherever life takes me. And so that's kind of never really looked back since then.
0: Not to digress, but maybe that's why you're thriving in this space. You know, because this space is like so opposite of like that dynamic that you're describing in Los Angeles, where it's like dog eat dog. It seems like everybody in like Web three, crypto, NFT world is like, let me help you. <laughs> you know, let I me mean, help. Let me let me yeah, like. Yeah. Like, what can I do to, we're all kind of here helping each other. And it's like such a different dynamic than a lot of things I've had experiences with. Do you feel like that? Or is that something? Yeah.
1: That's- and that's, I've had that conversation with so many people. And I, 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 I even as early as like a, last week, I was talking to um, a fantastic artist named Rip Cash. um, was like a good, really good buddy of mine. Um, it, it's just, it's, It's, it's such a, um, it's refreshing, but I'm also like, what's the catch? Like, I can't believe that it is so um, welcoming and everyone's just trying to help each other out. And I think it's the best answer I can give as to why that is, is just kind of what, uh, what web three is inherently where it's like, it's such a, it, the blockchain and NFTs, it's the word I think of is like empowering to the individual. Like it's, it's an empowerment tool. And so everyone kind of has this freedom to like succeed and kind of uh, exist as an individual. And then if you want to support someone, you're, you know that there's no, you're not giving money to somebody else or like, you're not, you're not supporting some web two entity. That's like, just, you know, trying to monetize every second of your, your like, your viewing experience. Um, so it's, you, you, in a way you, you feel as though you're the support that you're giving is uh, able to be utilized 100%. And you can see, you can very clearly see the, uh, the effects of giving support to another artist or another um, whatever organization, a DAO or whatever. Um, and that's such a cool thing that I don't think that anyone who's kind of I guess, I guess in human history, really, it's kind of such a unique thing, um, and it's, I think, for a lot of people, including myself, it's it's exciting and um, energizing.
0: You know, it's incredible, man, to to to, to witness that and to kind of be, a, to be be a part of that. You know, yeah. All I came to know about you is that you and I have a mutual friend, Zach French, who does mm-hmm. a who does a podcast, Web Three with me, Web Three and Me. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like, uh, I met Zach in in NYC New York, like we were just in a we were in a we were in the fuck render gallery. And Mm. uh, he walked in, he was wearing a shirt that I liked. And I was like, I like your shirt. And then we just started like chatting. And as a result of that, like little brief conversation that we had there in the fuck render gallery, Zach ends up kind of like mentoring me into this, you know, to become a podcaster and like get into this space. You know, it's like, it's just super cool how like the connections and like the the way people are, you know, just so eager to like help each other, you know. I love that about this, man.
1: Yeah, that's, I think uh, when you talk about, when we talk about like um, how supportive the community is, Zach is definitely someone who kind of embodies the just all of that stuff.
0: I mean Dude, I, I just he's like the most enthusiastic guy <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> He's the best. I just had a,
1: I had a- FaceTime call our Zoom within the other day, and uh, yeah. we were we were both run, and um, he was like, "We should we should coordinate uh, running a marathon together, some something somewhere in it. the United States." I'm like, "All right, cool!" Like, I can't even get heard my
0: Web three marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. He's just like he's constantly like the the wheels are turning, and I love it. That's it's yeah, it's cool.
0: Um, yeah. And you guys have a common interest. You guys are in like, a, you guys are both involved with POC, like some POC stuff. You guys are both like, yes, yeah. I guess. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Um, it's like a little subculture of, of NFTs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. So that's kind of, I can't, I couldn't talk about my journey through the space without You know, that's such a
0: huge
1: component and it's so weird because it's not well known to a lot of other people, even though there's it's a relatively small space. A lot of people don't uh, know what the artist Pac, what they're about and like what they created.
0: Um, And so do you want to just take a minute and like like describe to tell, you know, like to think about you're talking to people that have no idea who Pac is and like try to share that to
1: us. sure. Um, so Pac is a, an anonymous crypto artist, um, and they definitely would be considered an OG. They're also the one who's responsible for um, onboarding people to NFTs, which is pretty huge. Yeah, um, they they're kind of known for their geometric, uh, monochrome sort of um, just mysterious, I don't know, uh, artwork that, um, it's, it's pretty beautiful to look at. Um, and they, they've done drops all across uh, pretty much every platform I feel like, but they, the, the one that I was, um, kind of brought into that brought me into, um, being a POC collector was, um, it was Sotheby's first, uh, it was their foray into, NFTs. They partnered with POC in the drop called the Fungible, mm-hmm. which was hosted on Nifty Gateway, which is also the place that I started collecting first. Yeah. Um, and essentially, what it was is a it was a it was a singular NFT that was this cube, right. and there was a lot of mystery behind what exactly it was. But the 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 drop schedule was a three day thing, um, and. You didn't know, you had no idea what the, what was going to be on the subsequent days, but you knew the first day was this cube and it was $500, I think is what it was. And then you found out after that, at first day closed the second day, it was the same cube, but the price was now a thousand dollars, I think is what it was <laughs> or seven fifty, something like that. And then on that same day, POC released this, i this, the concept that essentially what the fungible was was going to be the introduction of this new cryptocurrency called Ash which at the time the only way to acquire Ash was to burn this cube and so essentially it would reward the people who bought it in the very beginning right and i i bought 2 2 on the first day and then on the second day i bought two more because wow. they also introduced this idea. Because they're they're pretty genius. Say what you want about this pop character, but they're genius. Um, the other sure. the other mechanic that they introduced uh, because at the time whales were a really big problem and people were trying to figure out how to like pump the brakes on like people who were trying to manipulate drops on sites like Nifty Gateway. Right. If you if you were to buy five cubes you wouldn't get five nfts you would instead get one nft that was a five a cube that became five cubes together so the maximum like the the best investment would have been to buy four because then you got four individual ones that's awesome and then it went up subsequently like i think there's like a thousand cube and a you know a hundred cube whatever so if a whale tried to come in and buy a ton of these they're only going to get a handful of NFTs that at the end of the day, you could only ever burn one for a certain amount of ash. So if you bought the one cube and you burned it, you'd get the same amount as if you bought a thousand cubes and you burned the 1000 cubes. So it was this insanely, like this like Robin hood situation where it was like trying to, anyone who's trying to game the system wouldn't be able to, to get on top as the people who could only afford the four. And um, so, then long story short um several months later like eight months later um in november there was this movement called the we accept ash movement where there were artists who were entering the space who were committed to only accepting ash as their form of currency and i was the first photographer um to do that and um one of the first artists in general to do that and That's That community of that We Accept Ash, that movement, it really was like a little mini movement. Um, That's where I met Zach and um, probably like 85% of my current friends in the space
0: are from that. So, yeah. You were the first photographer to do We Accept Ash. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. That That's kind of one of the main reasons why I'm doing this podcast, man, because I feel like this mm. stuff needs to be recorded for history's sake, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, really like think about like this movement when people are studying this in the future, man, this is stuff people are going to want to know. Like you're the first photographer to do, we accept Ash.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that that's, I love that. I, the idea of that being some, something significant in the future. So
0: what was that <laughs> you sold for Ash? Do you know who bought it? Where is it in the world? Do you, that's so, yeah, it's, it's, that's really funny. Cause,
1: um, t- what is it today? The 23rd. Yeah. So, um, on the, November 20th, uh, a couple days ago, uh, mm-hmm. was the, was the one year anniversary of my first sale. Um, And I posted a tweet about it, showing the, showing how it went down in my, uh, it was also in Pac's Discord channel. Um, And uh, I had, the collection was, um, I think it might've been 15, 15 to 17 pieces of, they're all one of ones uh-huh. from a physical book that I made. I don't think I have one laying around here, but I did a physical photo book um, a, a year prior to that. Um, mm. And I minted those photos from that book on blockchain. And um, the first photo I sold was of this old, I believe it was a Cadillac. Um, and the piece was called the classic, but yeah, like I said, it's on my, it's on my Twitter. And it was also bought by, it was bought by the person who essentially was like the figurehead of the We Accept Ash movement, which is, his name is Dell. And I would imagine he'll probably be way more mainstream in the next couple of years, but he is the, probably the most significant We Accept Ash artist. And um, he, it, it's yeah, it's just crazy. He uh, he was the first one to kind of just proclaim that he was only going to accept Ash and um, just ha- has had record-setting drops in Ash and um, cl- good friend of mine also because you know we were all just prior to prior to that moment we we're all just collectors in this Discord just geeking out about Pac as an artist.
0: You. You and guys then are all in POC Discord, right? You guys are all mm-hmm, in. POC Discord. Yeah, but it's not easy to get into Park Discord. Like it's closed; nobody can get in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Like,
0: Discord. yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you got in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's no exaggeration that like I was, it was like I was obsessed with the the environment, and so like every day, it's like I was on this. Uh, like on Twitter trying to figure things out and like in there are other discord channels like there's the nft siblings I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they were kind of they were there It's a group out of South Korea. Okay, amazing amazing group Um, and they they were they had a, like a POC channel in their discord and that's kind yeah. of where Everything kind of stemmed out of that Um, gotcha. and POC would come in to that channel and talk to us uh. and from there we kind of got the jump on when the discord was going to get started and like nice um i i was looking back and i saw that i could like see when i joined it and everything but uh it uh i think which was august of 2021 um and yeah ever like i i would just remember being being able to get in on the first day but yeah he would just tweet out like um Uh, it's open to another hundred people or it's open to another hundred people. And like, you just had to be quick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So out of that, I know you and Zach have become like huge poc maxes, right? You guys are like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, certainly. That's really cool, man. I love that. Thanks for explaining all that. Yeah. Sorry, that that was kind of a mouthful, but yeah. (laughs) What was the first thing that you ever created in your life that you would call art, DK? oh that's oh that's a really good question um you can go back as
1: early as you want um yeah i think the i mean obviously when you're a kid you're a kid you make a ton of just yeah. <laughs> crap i guess like you're kind con- well, you're always making art i think as a kid right. that's just like uh something to you know make you stop crying or complaining or whatever but i the first time i remember consciously like I want to make, the, I want to make this yeah. was, um, I would use my dad, my dad had this, uh, it was just the, like a mini DV cam camcorder, like a Sony camcorder where they had the little tapes in them. And I was obsessed with stop motion, um, stop motion photography, videography, like a Tim Burton, a Tim Burton. I loved Tim Burton like yeah. growing up. Yeah. And, um, the only way I could do that, like as a kid with just those tools was uh, I (laughs) would I had this I had silly putty and I'm I remember like making this little character with like a little um those like googly eyes that you use in crafts or whatever like arts and crafts I remember making this little like stick figure out of silly putty and putting like this little googly eye on it Uh and I was able to do stop motion by pressing and press like double pressing the record and stop button on the video camera over and over and over again. So I wasn't necessarily doing stop motion photography, but stop motion videography. And yeah. I would just make this character do all this, this other, all this, like these funny little things. And, um, just, I, I, remember doing that for maybe a year or two before I started making like regular, regular, like pure films. Um, but cause stop motion you could do if you had like as a kid if you had toys or like action figures yeah. you could make any movie you wanted to in that in that way so that's totally what i would do
0: <laughs> that's a, I mean that's a whole thing man uh you know, <laughs> yeah. you know who ed balloon is no he's like a he's like a like a claymation stop motion mm. guy that's uh okay. in the nfts and i know uh another one that just came out it's uh that phil tippett you know, Phil Tippett, mm. uh, a movie called mad God, which is like a, huge, mm. like crazy claymation. <laughs> I'll I send you that stuff. stuff later, man. Yeah, if you're into that hot motion, those are like some pretty OG. <laughs> that's right on, man. What got you into creating digital art or like into mm. the NFT scene or the crypto art scene? Um,
1: I got started as a collector on on Nifty Gateway because um, I I was I had heard about NFTs. It was a very like a buzz thing at the time, which had been early early twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, and you know, I'm like I don't have money to invest as a as a as just a regular person. Like I didn't really have that, but I. looked into nifty gateway and i saw you could you could buy things with a credit card which is very dangerous and very irresponsible but it's like (laughs) um, that's where i that's that was my introduction to the space um and it was just fascinating to me because it was it it just seemed to be something that was just like exploding in the best way like right in front of my face where i'm just like this I, like, I you don't even have time to comprehend what's happening in terms of its cultural significance, but I just knew that it was just so important that I had to be involved in whatever way I possibly could, and that was buying these uh, buy try like you know, buying these insane open editions, which were uh, beautiful, but obviously, you know, you know, how that all went down, and there's probably <laughs> most of them are worth zero or whatever, but um. I, I was able to get a couple like cool pieces in the beginning and, and, and flip them and it, regrettably so, because I wish I would have kept so many of those pieces. Cause they like, you just see so, oh some God. of the artists just have gone on to just do insane things like Felocious is just, you know, also at Christie's doing insane things. And um, it's just, you're like, Oh, like, why did I, why did I get rid of that? I should have just kept that. That was going to be
0: worth so much more money. We well, should start a club. Okay, me, you, and Doc, I know all three got into NFTs because of Nifty Gateway. No, I know that, that, that. I'm the same. I did I exactly the same experience. 95% of what I bought went to zero. <laughs> <laughs> and the stuff that I flipped for a quick profit has gone on to be worth like $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's got to be more of us out there.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> Nifty Gateway ruined my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nifty Gateway uh, changed my life, man. By uh, I mean, I had the same experience, mm, man. I mm, live in Charleston where Beeple lives. Mm, okay, yeah. So I saw something in the news about that Christie sale for Beeple, and I was like, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, it just, like I didn't even know what they were talking about. So, like, when I started digging into it, I ended up on Nifty Gateway. And I was like, I had exactly the same experience as you. It was like, mm. this is crazy. Do you remember the first thing that you bought off NFT Gateway? What's the first NFT that you bought?
1: Yeah, so it was. It's from an artist. Uh, I think he's UK based. His name is John Bergerman. Okay. Um, yeah. And he does a lot of stuff with like spray paint and like little like creatures and stuff. And so, the piece that I got was called it's called Gummy, and it was just this little. It was like a bear that uh, was animated to like the the color profile would change, and then there was also this sort of like synthie techno like uh, soundtrack underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. And I had I had no that was I had no idea what I was doing. I I thought that I thought by you know, pressing buy or whatever, whatever I did was just entering me into a chance to win this not really, I had no idea what an open edition was. And so I immediately got this thing. And I was like, so excited. And then I realized like, Oh, no, this is just a massive edition that I just paid $750. (laughs) But that one, I obviously, like, I still have that one. I now that's something I will never sell, and it has this whole other sentimental value, which I think people can uh like relate to, but I'll never sell that. Um, and it, it's I'm glad I never did, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a definitely a funny story as to how that went down because it if it just shows how like ignorant I was, but like also how much of an urgency. I felt there was for me to just be involved in the space because it was just every day. Like that was that, that stretch of time where Nifty gateway was just, just pro I don't know how much money they're raking in on a daily basis, but it was like any artist, it didn't matter what the heck, was going on like in the nifty gateway discord it was just like oh my gosh tomorrow so-and-so is gonna drop this thing it looks pretty cool i don't really know anything about it but i'm gonna buy 10 of them and it was like why
0: (laughs) i was totally sucked into that hype myself man my first piece i bought was um a drop by an artist named annabelle sifliani and he does like Mm. futuristic like uh you know i don't know and they're just they're cool like futuristic looking you know animations or whatever they are and uh yeah yeah, i sold i actually flipped it so i wish i had kept it my first one but i you know
1: maybe you can buy it again when you're when we're on top of the moon
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't even understand the difference between an open edition and the limited edition like i didn't get it same you know, I just insane. thought if it was a limited edition, I would like just buy it. I didn't care how much it cost, you know. And then, yep. you know, say, oh wait, <laughs> I don't really want it. <laughs> and I just <laughs> 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 oops, <laughs> you know, bad. Oh man, that stuff's still sitting in my wallet, man. Yeah, yeah. So when you started onboarding yourself into, into uh, to being a like an artist, that's. Producing that you're you're having your own drops. Walk me through that, like your mindset on that. Um, so it, like I said, it kind of,
1: um, it was sort of right place, the right time. I think where um, there were a couple of stars that kind of aligned all at once. Where okay, um, I, I just in my career and like just creative fulfillment, I knew that there was a void that I was, that was kind of growing day by day. And so I'm just, that's just a, a thing that was sitting with me at the time. And then um, this we accept Ash movement kind of happens. And um, at the exact same time that that's taking off for no other, no related reason, the the NFT photography, like boom is happening. And, um, and it was, it was exciting and a, it was a exciting and a, it's like an anxious time because, um, the photographers that were popping off at the time, like I, I've known of them and like, I respect them so much that even still I was like, Oh, I can't, I should still shouldn't mint my stuff. Cause that would just be so embarrassing. Cause I, Like drift drift drifter shoots like I'm like that guy's the like he's the best. Are you kidding me? Like Dave Krugman, these guys are like I've respected them before any of this. I in my mind that's the that's what it was, and like I can't in my mind there was no in between, right? And so. Um, I knew that my best chance was probably the, we accept Ash. Like I guess like, I knew I could be the first photographer. Um, uh, and then I also knew that as time went on, like I, I knew that if, if anyone could do it from that point, I knew it would be me and I could just out whoever else was going to try to do it. I would just outwork them and like outperform them. And that was quite literally at the time, it's like a daily thing. So it's like, you're, you're constantly having to engage and like be more or less like the, at the time, because it was such a, um, you know, like FOMO was such a thing and like, no one wanted to miss out on anything. It was almost like rewarding the loudest voice in the room. And that's not, that's not how I am intrinsically, but, um, I knew I could play the game, like to get, to, to get my, my work in front of other people. And, um, so I, I I minted that collection um, and it I I minted that collection on on a, on like an evening, mm-hmm. fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Something something woke me up at like three a.m. and I was just like I just was excited and for whatever reason, yeah. I looked and I checked my emails and I completely sold out of the entire collection. Awesome, man. and it, it was just from that moment it was just light speed all right, I got to, what's my next thing? I got to figure out what I'm going to do and, and, and continue to build that. And so, um, it was, yeah, it was just, it was a very exciting time and like everything was moving so quickly. And like I said, it was just these, I could see all these, these stars aligning in front of me and it was just kind of like, I either jump now or never. And like, I just went head first and I've never looked back and it is I think it'll probably be one of the, the absolute best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. And it certainly feels that way now, but um, there's obviously, I still have aspirations, like I still have like insane goals that I want to achieve that I'm, oh, I feel like I'm That's nowhere cool close to, to achieving yet. But, uh, you know, every day trying to take a, a one step closer to those things. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah man. for sure for sure seems to me you've been pretty successful uh, with your drops i mean i the research that i did on you it looks like you've had pretty pretty good success here did you have any crypto exposure prior to nfts um just before it was also a very
1: similar time period where um it, it was early 2021 um and my <laughs> I although I'm slightly ashamed, uh I I don't have any problem saying it, but it was it was Dogecoin. Um and that was happening very much at the same time as everything with NFTs was popping off. And um
0: I, I was gonna say I think a lot of people got into crypto because of those meme coins. Like, you know, it's just like what was yeah. trending, you know, so it got people's attention. Yeah, I don't think there's any <laughs> yeah. Never got it, to I, it, here, right?
1: Yeah. It, it, I think it was it was just a point where like I had heard I remember vividly from the beginning of Bitcoin, I remember hearing about Bitcoin. And every single time I would hear about Bitcoin again, it would be like, Oh, Bitcoin soars to whatever, and I'm like, Oh, I missed it. And then another couple of years it soared again. I'm like, oh, yeah. I missed it. And it did it again. I was like, I missed it. And I'm like, the next time i hear about anything like this i'm going in and yeah. it was the same time i heard about dogecoin and i heard about nfts and i was like this is one of those things i feel like i missed it i don't think i missed it i'm going all in on this and that was i that was also a good decision but um also an incredibly risky and volatile experience <laughs> while while
0: while we're having this conversation we're in the midst of a very very deep <laughs> and bloody bear market how How's mm-hmm. that going for you right now? Um, well, it's,
1: I, I, I'm not, I'm not pulling your leg, but it, it's going fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome, <man. I'm, laughs>
1: um, it's been, uh, again, a testament to just the, the, the support that exists in the space. Um, anyone who's still here yeah. very much believes in the future of things. Yeah. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have some incredible collectors who are um, just. <laughs> anytime I put stuff out, I'm, I'm getting insane support, and there's a there's this interesting thing that happens where it's like uh, before you know during the craze where it's just like it, you could you could take a picture of dog poop and post it and it's going to sell out because everyone wants it. If you're certain, if you have a certain level of fame, but now um, there's this intimacy and for artists, there's also this uh, you can tell there's this uh, greater um, like importance on um, intentionality behind stuff, because you're not just putting out a picture of your grandma or you're not just making something just, you know, just to keep up with the, the, you know, keep up with the train. Now it's artists who have, are still here despite the the bloodbath, trying to make, trying to become better as an artist and, 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 um, accumulate a, a genuine audience, accumulate genuine collectors. And I've, I'm certainly very much in that position and I'm seeing so many other people do that. And it's, It kind of goes back to that, you know. Like when I first got into it, I knew that whatever happens, I could, I would be here longer than the next guy. I'm going to continue. Like I I reference, I I run, and I'm also a cyclist. I'm always thinking about pace. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I know the pace that I need to go, and I'm gonna keep that pace forever. And I'm and the guy who's trying to who during the bull market was trying to sprint for for three months straight is now gone. Cause he burnt himself out. I'm the goal is to just maintain, maintain, maintain. And, um, as a result of that, I've gotten to meet incredible people like Zach and yourself, um, and, and accumulate fantastic collectors who I've truly become friends and and great supporters. And, the, the the thing that happens as a result of all that happened, like going on is I've absolutely become a better crypto artist, I've become a better photographer. And that is so important. And I think um, that was something that I even six months ago, or like when everything was popping off, I wouldn't have been able to give you that answer, I wouldn't have been able to give you that perspective. But um, that's That's the that's the value here. I think for creators during these um uh these lull moments, is that the the noise is is subdued, and you can if you if you if you're willing to put the time in, you can become an absolute master of your craft. And you and the people who are still here, if you continue to do that, they will recognize you at some point. Uh, And it might not be today or tomorrow, but if you continue to do it in, in three months, 12 months, 18 months, it'll happen. Like it really will happen. So there's this, um, it's just, I have so much optimism for myself and so many other people. Um, and, uh, in the same token collectors too, because it's a great time for collectors to scoop up one, like incredibly priced one of one pieces that, um, if, the artist is as committed as a lot of the ones that I'm seeing are like that's they're, the those collectors will be incredibly benefited in the, in the near future. So just excitement. And like, I, I can't say enough good things, but like, I, I will say that I've, I'm probably more excited now than I was in January of 2020. I guess that would have been this year. I did January of this year or December of last year.
0: I love everything that you just said. That's really... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm like just rooting you on here. I just had a, I my, I had a podcast come out yesterday with the OG Coldy, you know, Coldy. I'm yeah.
1: Like, oh, wow. That's great.
0: And, and DK, I asked him the question. I was like, what would you say to an emerging artist who's trying to break into like crypto art and he literally said exactly what you just said he was like the turtle in the hair it's like be the turtle just (laughs) create just slow and steady create and put out work don't worry about bear market don't worry about bull market you know just keep working and keep creating and keep putting out your best stuff and uh he said exactly this thing that you just said you know which is which is uh you know that's awesome (laughs) that's yeah that's like
1: I, the the feeling I have is like someone like him and Dave and um, those those like OG crypto artists yeah. that I I very much feel like they're these upperclassmen and I'm I'm an underclassman where like Dave I've met Dave I met Dave at NFT NYC but he doesn't know who I am uh, like all these people they don't know who I am like right it, it, but I can see the because everything is so like it feels so intimate, especially right now. It's like, I can see the path. Like, I'm going to get there. Like, I just have to stay committed. I got to be the, the, the tortoise, not the hare. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. Like that was um, NFT NYC, I think is a a good example. That was a very uh, great experience. Like IRL to see, like you could see anyone you wanted to see, whoever your favorite artist was, you could figure out where they were at. You could walk right up to them. Like that's insane. That's so insane. Like if as an artist, it's such, it feels so tangible, like just going into the super rare gallery and like seeing these artists. I, I, I just, I sat there, I sat in front of a drift piece on the wall and I just sat there by myself in silence for probably almost an hour. And I was just, I, I, I kept, I was feeling so emotional because I just knew that I knew super doesn't know who I am <clears throat> They're I'm going to do what I can do to make sure they do know who I am. And I don't know how, but I'm going to be on that exact same screen that drift is on and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to, to get onto that screen. And, and it just feels palpable. Like I can, I can get there if I really want to. And that's this, again, going back to this overarching theme of like web three mm-hmm. being so empowering empowerment is what i feel right now and um it's there's i don't think there's a better word for it and it's just it's so exciting and um yeah that's that's my i'll get off my soapbox but yeah that's
0: i'm with you on the soapbox man i'm uh <laughs> I, I, I feel <laughs> i'm not an artist man and i i've said this a bunch of times on my podcast but i have no like artistic abilities i'm not very good at it drawing i can't you know like you know i I, I'm, I love photography and i i lean like into photography i have some really nice cameras and i take a lot of pictures but i'm really not good at it <laughs> you know <so> I, <laughs> the only thing that i really am good at is i'm kind of good at talking so you know that's how i like this podcast situation it's like just trying to find my own little foothold here in web3 and like what am I good at? And capitalizing on that. You know, I like talking to people. I'm very interested in like getting to the bottom of people's personal stories. And I like, to, I like to hear people's stories, you know? So that's, that's how I'm here, you know? And it's like, nobody knows who I am either. You know, I don't have like some massive following, you know, I'm just like some small fan, <laughs> but I feel that there's like a massive importance in recording the history of what's going on right now in this movement, because this is a movement you know, like this crypto art movement is going to be, you know, we're going to look back in time and this is going to be a pivotal moment in history. I believe.
1: I, yeah, I, I will echo your sentiment there. It's, it's, um, I said the same thing to Zach and um, I've been on one other podcast before where it's like people who are people like you who are documenting, you're very much doing the same. It's a very similar, you know, scenario as what I'm doing where it's like, the audience isn't massive, but it's important still. And yes. the and if you're if you stay consistent, um, and you leave that again, I guess referencing like uh, using the blockchain as a metaphor, where it's this immutable ledger of things that have happened. Yeah. You're making this podcast, and w- I, I have no doubt that you'll be successful if you continue. Like you'll you're I would imagine you're already successful, but like if you continue to do this, like it'll be your podcast will be one of the main web three NFT platforms to, to hear artists talk about things like, and someone looks back and they see Chris has been doing this since what? Oh my gosh. Like he's, yeah. he's an OG. And like the, the track record that you can accumulate during times like these is going to be um, it's hard to equate the value of that right now, but it will be so invaluable in, Two and a half, like I mean, maybe even sooner, maybe even twelve months. so like, you don't know how fast. said because right? like we're it's talking crazy. about
0: twenty twenty one, like it was ten years ago. You know, like <laughs> <No, laughs> yeah. yeah. way yeah. back when people, you know, that was like a year and a half ago. was it? <laughs> 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 Bitcoin oh, was seventy thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 Oh, who inspires you? I know you've talked about Krugman. You've talked about Drift. You talked about who do you, who do you follow? Who do you collect? Um, who, you, you know, I know you're a DGEN, so I know you're buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> are you using um, this fair market, like this opportunity right now to, to collect? Are you collecting right now? I, I am. Um, buying things when I can. Yeah. I, I haven't,
1: um, I'm doing a lot of collecting of smaller artists. Um, trying to like see the people who kind of have that same quality of like outpacing the rest. Um, so there there definitely were a ton of people who came out of the, we accept Ash realm that I'm, I'm, I'm investing in those people because it's just like, those are the people who are closest to me. Those are the people who invested in me. That's kind of what I'm, I'm that's where I'm putting my money these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in terms of the inspiration, I'm also similarly inspired by those people. I, I don't know I get I, I just draw inspiration from anyone who is um is very vis- like convicted in what they're doing whatever that may be so I I'll, I'll say like you you're it inspires me to to get connected with you and to see that you're someone who is actively um, trying to build something in the space that absolutely inspires me the same way that Dave inspires me to see all the incredible things he's doing in terms of like um, creating and fostering a community of people who appreciate photography and, um, and his, their, their, their company, all ships. That's beautiful. Um, there's um, Zach is certainly someone who falls in that category too. It's just like you talked, I talked to Zach for 10 minutes and I'm, I'm excited about anything I'm doing. Um, that I think that's, Um, this is such a, maybe this is a cop-out answer, but that's, that's how this space is where there's inspiration everywhere. You look quite literally like, um, being at NFT NYC, like you would just go to, you go to something you don't really know anything about, but you go there and you're like, Oh my God, like, I didn't even know that this was happening. Looking up like these people are just like so convicted and they're just as inspired as I am. And like, that gets me excited. Um, and Uh, that's, that's kind of the motivation that is like pushing my ship forward right now. It's just like, like I'm just on Twitter all the time and I'm just, I just am scrolling through and I I see artists making incredible things and, um, and it's inspiring. And
0: are you into the Tezos world at all?
1: Um, I'm not, but a lot of the, a lot of the people from the Ash space kind of moved over there and it's, um, it, that's 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 i i love the, the output that it, that occurs in tezos where um there's i think the kind of there's this <laughs> there's this interesting thing that happens where anyone who is um anyone who's kind of been around any artist who's been creating in the last year minting on uh ethereum or even ash or just ethereum based tokens um there's this there's this like unwritten like uh sanctity like everything is sacred like don't mint unless it's like a banger and if it's not a banger you just screwed all your collectors like don't do it and tezos is like this uh the pendulum swung the opposite way and it's like mint whatever you want price it whatever you want just make it about the art and the community and there is this incredible counterculture that's occurring over there and i i love that but i think part of me is like I think that you should be able to do that um, on Ethereum as well. And so sure. um, I'm, I, I've been focused continually, like trying to put out new pieces on, um, in Ethereum. And um, that's I, I, th- I think that's again, I think it's that that should be totally fine. Like I also operate under the idea that like nothing is sacred. And I'm like, I want to if I'm going to grow as an artist, it's about putting it's about putting in the work to just make stuff. And I can't care too much about what someone else is saying about that um, because then I'll start to like soil my own efforts and soil my own like um, motivation and like uh, just the the drive or the momentum that I have. So that's I guess in a way the Tezos movement is very inspirational uh, for me in that way because it's just. Um, incredible stuff and it seems like every day there's just new collections and new artists that are just absolutely killing it and that's just i mean that's so exciting and it's and it's accessible for a lot of people the pricing is so accessible like that's also exciting
0: there's some super cool stuff happening in Tezos. like i had a i had an artist on who's a photographer victoria west who's like this really just badass Mm. artist photographer yeah she's one of my former guests she and another, another guy, his name's like CodeCraft from Twitter, mm. built this like a whole uh, like drop on Tezos where like there's a one of one and then there's addition holders and like the one of one, Controls what happens to the additions, and the additions can vote mm-hmm. on, like what happens to the one on one. It's like this huge, like, like battle. <laughs> but it's kind of so, like uh... it's, it's like photography, but and it's also like coding, and it's also like a performance art, you know, in itself. Like, mm. you know, because the addition holders and the one of one holder are kind of in this battle to to see what happens, and 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 the actual photography, the the art itself changes with with the votes like so it's like this picture of this mm. woman and then it ages into a skeleton and then it like ah. changes into a clown <laughs> face like it's just like this whole thing it's crazy <laughs> that's like that's oh, yeah. yeah that is
1: i oh, i love that stuff that's like oh that gets there's me so many amazing. people that
0: are like creating that kind of like emerging and like pressing the boundaries of what's happening in this space does anybody help yeah do you have a team or anybody that you work with or do you do everything by yourself
1: I've done in terms of the actual art and the like day-to-day like marketing and stuff, that's all me, but I've done, um, the last, I've done two drops this, this year that I've um, worked with a developer to create a, create the crack and also like a, uh, a, a minting website. Um, and so that would be, there's a, the, my the first guy I collaborated with was named Cardo cardo love he came from the nft siblings group um and then uh, most recently uh, uh a amazing developer named smart contrart um who is just crushing it right now and just he's he's someone who like um i'm always trying i'm all as a in these scenarios i'm always trying to play it safe and i'm like oh like i could maybe like maybe this is possible i don't know that seems like a lot of work we're working with someone like him where he was like you tell me what you want and we can make it and and <laughs> it doesn't matter like don't don't like limit yourself like let's let's you know he's let's a shoot for the man, moon on this right?
0: like somebody yeah code. he's
1: a he's an incredible coder um also got to meet him um had the pleasure of meeting him IRL in New York this summer um
0: but that's the intimidating part about this whole space is then you get to talk to people like like you're describing him and they're just so freaking smart. <laughs> <I> feel, <laughs> makes me feel really dumb. You know, <laughs> because a, I have no yeah. idea about, you know, I don't know anything about coding. You know, I don't I have a very like loose understanding of even what like a contract
1: is, you know, like sure. I mean that's the I think that's the biggest that's gotta be the biggest hurdle right now, right? There's this barrier to this knowledge barrier to entry for so many people where like um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because it's like the purest form of web three is like um, holding up the individual being able to be um, self-sufficient and competent on your own but for a lot of people um, to get into this space they're gonna need a they're gonna need for lack of a better example like a facebook sort of entity like this antiquated web two Company to come through and be like, like, well, I, I guess Reddit's a good example where they got people to buy NFTs and they didn't really necessarily know they're buying NFTs. And like, that's what we kind of need to, you know, we need to find new lingo because I think people hate the word NFT and like, you got to find a way to reframe it because it really is simple when you think about it, but it's been so because it's tied to like crypto and like unfortunate. You know mm. scams or whatever that have happened. They, they people, the the regular guy on the street just thinks that all of it as the same thing, and it's super intimidating. But you have people in the space who are very committed to changing that. And manifold is a fantastic example. I've utilized their their um, contract making tools for the last year, and I've had the like privilege of meeting and talking to Richard, um, and and just. The, do those people own, have. Or do you
0: have your own manifold contract? Do you meant from your own? Yeah,
1: contract? I have several. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um.
1: So you and, do. It from sets, and I've so have
0: several contracts.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh I my goodness. You. I. I. I have like probably too many. So <laughs> many floating around. I need to do some contract cleanup.
0: You recommend an artist if you're talking to somebody who's a new artist. You recommend that they 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 get their own contract. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yes. About that for just a second, like your experience with that sounds like you have some
1: yeah um you you just have to because th- there's no problem with you know starting on open and that's what i did using the open shared contract that's um i think so many people use that because it's so uh user friendly like i said like i think that's kind of what it takes to onboard people initially um but there are so many be- like not great things about that you don't you have you truly don't have control over kind of what happens they have aut- autonomy over over your your collections to a certain extent and especially uh, again something that's relevant is like the whole royalties thing where it's like if you're if you're relying on opensea and they decide that they don't want to support your royalties anymore forget it you're done opensea is is just in my mind, it's like you, if, once you get your footing, you need to get away from that. You need to go and start your own thing and like create your own contracts manifold. I, that's the only one I would recommend anyone do second to like hiring a developer to do it. Um, but you, it's, it's so much more empowering. And as a result, you have a greater appreciation for the space. Um, there's, there's just, Manifold has also created this whole component of their site now where there's there's applications where you're, it seems like every day I go in there, there's a new application where if you have a Manifold contract, they've built a new mechanism that you can just quickly apply to whatever contract you have minted. Um, they just released like a burn and redeem feature on there if you have a Manifold contract, which I'm going to be utilizing soon. Um, and those are the there's just um i don't know i think it if you're if you believe in the space and you want to exist in the space for a long time and like you want to be as independent as possible creating your own contract is the is the way to do it um and there's a lot of tools to it seems intimidating i promise it's not if i could figure it out anybody could and if anyone has any questions just dm me and i will. I will hold anyone's hand and walk them through it because it I So think anybody it is that listening important. to
0: this podcast, if they want to get in touch with you, where would they the, where's the best place to to get in touch with you, DK?
1: Uh probably Twitter. Um you could either tweet me or just DM me my DMs. Um, are they should yeah, they're open. Nice. They're open. Um,
0: I appreciate people keep their DMs open, man. You know, a lot of people that I'm trying to talk to or get on the show or message. I find like they have their dms are closed and it's like you know i don't know how to get in touch with you you know it's, it's kind of a bummer
1: yeah know? that's yeah. that's tough like I, it is it is a bummer like i have some sympathy but you know it's like whatever you right. can control what you can control and my dms are always open if i'm like i can't say it enough just spam me if you have the dumbest <laughs> if you have the dumbest question in the whole world and you're like i just want to find some idiot who will respond to me who i think they might know the answer just send me a, send me a freaking message. Cause I, I don't care. There's no, like, I, I want to help. I'm so inspired by the what's happening in the space. And, you know, I want to, I want to continue to like be as supportive as those who were so supportive for me. And um, it, it, like, I want any artist who is like, you know, doubting whether or not they should do that, like join web three and like mints NFTs, you should do it and if you don't know how come to me and i will I just, i'll i'll do whatever i got to do even if i don't know you it, it's so important and it's um there's never going to be anything like this for the rest of our lives and the early, the sooner you get in obviously the the greater the the, the reward I think, I
0: think the people that are still here that are still creating are kind of laying the foundation for what the this crypto art movement's going to be in the future and there's some like key conversations going on especially like on crypto twitter if you're on crypto twitter right now you're you're in the conversation of a artist royalties what, what's your view on artist royalties and like where did you how do you where's your argument on that
1: yeah uh, i think it's just one of those things where i feel like it's been kind of blown out of proportion a little bit where um There's so many, there are so many tools and there's so many ways to do things in this space, which is again, is the, at the core of what this whole thing is about is like autonomy, like artist autonomy. I think that when you, you know, obviously the biggest, the biggest use or the biggest like case that everyone was uh, talking about was OpenSea specifically. And it's, I, if you're asking me, of course, there's, they, they should honor royalties. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if OpenSea decides that they don't want to, they can do whatever the heck they want. More reason for you to have your own contract and start a, an audience on something like Manifold where people are just coming directly to you because that is what Web3 is meant to be. Um, it. It it's just that's just what's gonna happen, especially when you like you have these companies that are just you know their goal is to make money. They're whether they admit it or not, that's what their goal is. They're not really trying to right. foster anything. So, yo, yeah, of course they want to cut the ten percent so they make ten percent more. Like that's an that's such a gimmick, like a cheap way to make more money. Um, but. In the same token, there are obviously collectors who don't want to pay royalties. To those collectors, I would say, all right, you don't want to support my royalties. You don't have to buy it. Like, again, ultimate freedom yeah. here in this space. No one's forcing you to buy my work. If my work is, is valued super high and flying off the shelves, that's what you have to – you're going to have to deal with royalties because that's the only way you're going to buy my stuff. And so um, I I I understand the – the uh relevancy Mm -hmm. of the argument um but i think it's it gets thrown around twitter a lot to get like it's kind of like an engagement farming topic at this point in my mind i'm like there's so many ways so many new platforms and so many different ways it's like you can you can carve out whatever little world that you want to carve out for yourself and that's what's that's what's so great so try not to get caught up in like having to rely on um uncle open c for um
0: you know all your income i, I, I like that you you'd mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that you were you were thinking about doing some type of burn mechanic what's your what's your thoughts on like the utility and art <laughs> with in, in, in nfts mm. you know oh, like, yeah. the that's utility right. that nfts can bring
1: that's yeah that's a really good um that's a very interesting topic right so um again, I think it's, uh, the answer is always very subjective for a lot of people. And, um, I myself found that it was a point of anxiety early on, um, for me as an artist to deliver utility. And it, it, again, it's like, I was like, what does that even mean? Like what I, I don't really know. Like I, I, you, I, you could. there's great examples all across the space of like, you know, real utility and um, it's, it, it just depends. And again, it kind of comes with like curating your collectors, right? So like setting your expectations as an artist, mm-hmm. are you someone who's going to, you know, deliver a framed print every single time or, or just nothing, like only the NFTs. And I think it's fine either way. Right. Like um, me personally, I've, Done it several times where if you buy um, certain one of one, I'll get you a signed framed print.
0: Nice.
1: And I'll send it to you wherever in the world that is. That's a very like obvious utility yeah. to a certain extent. Like a physical IRL object. On your wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that it's necessary. Um, the the interest the unique scenario that I had and anyone who came from We Except Ash. Mm-hmm kind of being birthed out of POC, Mm -hmm. this, that ecosystem was very much about, um, the utility was kind of in the um, evolution of the token and like Mm -hmm. what the token was going to do that you didn't really know that from the beginning. And so Mm -hmm. um, one of the first drops I, or my biggest drop, which would have been in February of this year, it i it was an edition of ninety three or ninety four I think, mm-hmm. and all it was was a black square. It was just this black like you didn't know what it was, and the drop was called trust, okay So the idea was like I got like I want true collectors who are gonna trust me. I'm gonna make people buy a black square, okay, and that's all I said about it. and so I got ninety three people to buy this black square, and then subsequently. Every day, every twenty four hours after that, the image changed to a different image, and it would cycle through six images, five or six images. Okay, um, and each one had a different name and a different like had different metadata attached to it. And even till this day, you can go on there, and every time someone presses refresh, now um, it'll the metadata will refresh to one of those six images. Um, and after that, I then did like this. I did a free claim where if you had that token, you could claim for free, whichever one of those individual images that you wanted to, you could claim it as a separate NFT. Oh wow! And then in that same with, with anyone who did that claim the free one, I hid a code inside the image. And I didn't say that until after everyone claimed it. And then I basically said, there's this code. The first one who finds it for each of the images Will get a free print of that image, so it's and so <laughs> yeah. And to me, something like that, like that, was in my mind, and it still is. Like that's utility where there's this. Yeah. Other, it, it's just a, a level, any level deeper than just ownership, engagement in any way. I think that for me, that's the, those. That's the kind of utility I look for. Um, second to like um, delivering physical prints, but. I would love to, you know, obviously get to a point where the utility is either something more lucrative or, um, you know, something more about fostering a larger community. But, um, again, that's just something I'm, you know, working towards. But
0: I have no doubt that you'll be successful, DK. It sounds like you're a really smart. Guy. You. And I think like these innovations and like this pushing the boundary, it's it is it is like it's like taking, you know art which was a static image like a photograph and turn it into into like a performance art you know by adding all of that utility that we're that we're talking yeah yeah super cool man do you have anything in like galleries anywhere are you all on digital
1: I had my first public display at, um, NFT London, nice. um, t- two weeks ago, nice. um, which was very exciting because that was definitely a goal of mine, like yeah. short-term goal is to be displayed somewhere. Yeah, that's um, awesome. and they, it was with, um, uh, it was called art crush and then in collaboration with Obscura Dow, which is like the big photography, um, groups. Um, they were actually, uh, it was on a a above ground station or whatever or underground station in uh, London where they were projecting all the images onto like the side of this building. So it was this like 20 foot display of, uh, of artists work that was just kind of rotating. And um, so that was my first, um, first, first and only, you know, gallery public display. But um, again, that's like another huge goal of mine. I'm going to New York again. I already bought my tickets for NFT NYC for this spring, and that's one of my goals now is to get into any and every gallery I could possibly get into. So, sure. um, <laughs> yeah, putting the, putting that out into the the, the ethos <laughs> that I'm wanting to wanting to make that
0: happen. <laughs> yeah, man, that's how you do it. You manifest that. With, yeah, yeah. You're going to be in uh, Miami for Art Basel, right?
1: Uh, sadly, no, I, I really wanted to make that happen, but just the timing of everything just didn't
0: work out. But are you going to be there? I am. I'm going for, uh, three days. Mm. Yeah. And I'll definitely see you in oh. New York, man. There's no doubt. Me, you and Zach. Oh together yeah. they in New York, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Oh Dude, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to say about yourself, your art or your vision of the future for the space that, that you would like people to know? I don't
1: think so. No. Yeah. I think you've definitely covered everything and I feel like I probably... Said more than I maybe
0: should have like, at times, just blabbermouth. But no, um. yeah, dude, I, I, this has been a very like uh, I, I, I've really <laughs> enjoyed this this conversation very much. Actually, you're you're a very interesting <laughs> guy, and I like your I agree with your perspective on things. You and me are like aligned in our perspective on mm. this space. I think a lot of, in a lot of ways, just like just like we are the same with Zach. You know, it's just like uh, mm. you know, you just get around people that are all kind of like like minded and thinking the same thing. And the, all of us kind of came on the same way through Nifty Gateway, started collecting. We're all DGNs and we're all just trying to like figure out where do I fit in here and how do I how do I make a name for myself here in the space, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's like if, uh, that's one thing. I guess I, I'll want to make sure that I that you know is that I if there's anything that if you ever feel that there's something that I can help with your you know your trajectory in this space or like in any possible way if that's like liking a tweet retweeting yeah, something you. anything yeah. and it goes the same for anyone who's listening anyone on yeah. twitter like yeah. just let me know i'm all about that i'm like i'm here we're, we're all in the same boat and i, I want to be um i want to provide value not not only as an artist but I, I i can bring value as a just a person a human in the space who wants to see other people so, if there's anything that I can do ever to like further your ambitions in any possible way, just please let me know. I'm I, I'm willing to do anything and everything.
0: So, well, I appreciate yeah. that. And all I ever ask of anyone is like, if you like this podcast and you like listening to these artists talk, and just just to let people know that we're here, man. I'm trying to like get the word out yeah. here. And I'll, I'm the same way, man. If you ever need anything from me, I'm always. I'm always here DJ thank you so much man
1: I appreciate that very much very much so and uh, op- this just this opportunity to be on the show is I'm, I'm very grateful because I know you've had some people that I truly admire on your show so it's like uh I feel like uh, there was some mistake that you let me be on this show oh no,
0: man I don't think it's, no man I don't I don't feel that at all man I mean we're all here we're all you know You know, like we're calling some of these guys like OGs, and they kind of are. I mean, I guess like, you know, like Colby's been here since 2018. He was like first. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. But I don't think anybody's like uh, over or or above anybody else, man. I think we're all just here creating and we're doing the best we can. And everybody's perspective is welcome, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. important, you know, like what you're saying, Mm -hmm. very important. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to me. And thank you. uh, yeah, of course, they were yeah. Friends and keep in touch. So, yeah, absolutely. And shout out to Alan and uh, his wife, man, for for this podcast. You know, for pretty easy, podcast. yeah, man. These guys are are crushing it out here. They've got a bunch of really awesome podcasts that you can listen to, and uh, you know, like I wouldn't be able to do this without them. So, thank you guys for that. Yes. Alan's the man. (laughs) I guess we'll close with that, man. Thank you so much, DK. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me again this week on another episode of The Wedge. That was great. DK, thank you so much. If you want to find DK, you can find DK on, on Twitter and I'll post all of the links to his socials in the notes below. You can find me on Twitter at harper underscore underscore Chris or on Instagram at chrisharper.eth. Look forward to connecting with you guys again on every Tuesday here on the ledge. Uh, if you like the show and you listen to the show, it would mean a lot to me if you would rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. I would appreciate that. And I'll see everybody next week. Thank you.